Okay, it's transfer deadline day at Ipswich Town and across League One, and it looks like it's going to be a fairly busy one. Probably centred on exits rather than incomings, but nothing's impossible at Ipswich. Um, Stuart Watson, it is 9.40am on Monday, January the 31st. Um, should we quickly quickly discuss what's coming in the, the previous 30 days of this month uh, before we get on to what's like to happen in the final 24 hours of it? Yeah, quick quick recap. Uh, the first bit of news was Macaulay Bond. Uh, Ipswich and QPR came to an agreement to ensure that that loan deal does indeed go to the end of the season. So that was the first bit of good news. Then Christian Walton had his loan deal from Brighton turned permanent. So that was a real coup for Ipswich to, to keep their goalkeeper on a permanent basis. A little spell where he, he got recalled and we didn't know what was going to happen there. But he remains... And then a couple of new faces towards the to the, towards the latter end of this month. Tyreek Backinson on loan from Bristol City, the midfielder. And more recently, Dominic Thompson, left-back slash left-sided player on loan from Brentford. So they are our ins so far. And we've had a few exits as well, haven't we? Yeah, exits from around the, around the fringes, really. Louis Barry's loan was terminated. We saw that coming a few months off, I think. Toto Enciala's gone... To Fleetwood, he had drifted away from the first team scene and then two loan exits as well with Thomas Holy going to Port Vale, obviously Ipswich's third choice goalkeeper. He's gone somewhere else to play and Miles Kenlock has joined the army of ex-Ipswich players down the road at Colchester. So the four exits there, but there's looks like there's going to be more today, Stu. Number one in that in that list looks like it's going to be Scott Fraser, bid accepted from Charlton for him. Um, he's been given permission to, to undergo medicals, talk terms with the addicts. And um looks like he could be moving on just six months after after arriving in the summer from MK Dons with, with plenty of promise. It's an interesting one, isn't it? With plenty of uh, plenty of thoughts either way on it. Yeah, I think this is, is going to really split people's opinion. As when you sign 19 players in one transfer window, chances are not all of them are going to work out. And it's a shame because what we've seen of him, he's... He's a very good player. He's a, he's a classy footballer. He's came here with the reputation as being one of League One's best players over the last three years with with, with Burton and and MK Dons. But Ipswich just haven't been able to find a place for him in the system. Paul Cook tried him wide left, wide right, a little bit deeper. He's not had a lot of game time at his favoured number ten, and that's continued to be the case since Kieran McKenna uh, arrived. So if they can get their money back on him from from the summer. And who knows, it, it might enable um, Kieran McKenna to to go and get someone that he feels fits the system a little bit better. I don't know. Yeah, it, it does sound like the, the money will be coming back. It's kind of, it's not a figure I know exactly, but it sounds like a kind of a middling a middling six-figure fee, which is money back plus plus a small profit potentially on a, on a player that's not really found his feet at Ipswich. Clearly, as you say, a very, very good football player. But but where does he fit? It's hard. It's hard to see where he fits. We know we knew in the summer we were talking about it for the first two months of the season about just how much midfield and attacking midfield in particular traffic there was. He's not managed to force his way beyond that. It's Sam Morsey is nailed on as one of the central two, and Lee Evans looks to be as well. It's hard to see. It's hard to see where he fits in, but undoubtedly a really, really good football player. I, I would feel sure there's been some push from his side of things just to go and play because he, this is his, his fourth League One club he'll be at in 18 months, really. Um, 
he wants to play football. He didn't come to Ipswich to go backwards in his career. He came to it to go forward. So I imagine there's been some push from him for for this move to happen. But but Charlton Charlton's an interesting one. Um, he looks more of a fit there to me in terms of their three central midfield system. I think he could do some damage for them there. And he's a player that I think Johnny Jackson will look at and see a little bit of him from his from his playing career and what he liked to do. So this could well be one where we, we look down the road to the Valley and, and see a player doing really, really well for himself. But on the other hand, I can, I can see from an Ipswich point of view, why, why moving him on now when you're, when you can recoup all of that, all of that transfer fee um, would be the right thing to do from a, from a business sense. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that that pans out. But um, bid accepted is uh, is your understanding, Andy? As we sit here at the moment, so it looks like the wheels are in motion on on that one. Um, probably not the only exit that's likely to happen today. Um, there are a few players clearly on the fringes that have been lacking game time that that look like um, they will move on. Hayden Colson whose loan spell from Middlesbrough just hasn't got off the ground because of of injuries. I think six appearances. Two of those have seen him limp off. He hasn't featured for some time. Now you would imagine the arrival of Dominic Thompson would signal his loan deal from Middlesbrough to be cut short this month. Um, Bailey Clements, again, is another one on on that left side that after that little flurry of of starts under Paul Cook uh, leading up to Christmas has not featured a great deal. There's talk of him going on loan to Stevenage. So a couple of left-sided players um, may, may well be moving on today. Yeah, I feel I feel sure that Coulson's loan will be will be terminated. We'll be interested to see whether he remains at Middlesbrough or goes out somewhere else. Obviously, a new a new manager up up there. He was loaned out by Neil Warnock, uh, Chris Wilder in the chair now. So it'll be interesting to see how how he's used how he's used there. A shame, really, isn't it? Because at, when he has been able to get on the field, he's um, he had the attributes that you'd like you'd like to see in that position. Yeah, came came with a big reputation. Someone who'd been linked with a, I think, ten million pound plus move to Newcastle at, at the early stages of, of his career. Played quite a lot in the Championship for Middlesbrough. Looked perfectly suited to the Paul Cook marauding fullback system, um, but just hasn't happened to him for him because because his body's let him down ultimately, which is, is sadly the case. It sounds like he's working his way back to fitness now, but Ipswich couldn't put all their eggs in, in that basket and hope that he was going to be able to uh, hit the ground running um, for the second half of the season. So Thompson's in. You imagine that Coulson, Coulson will depart. Yeah, then you, then you move on to, to two players that we've been talking about potentially moving on for for a week or so now, Idris El-Mizuni, Rakeem, Rakeem Harper. Um, both have got offers on the table in terms of loan that I think Ipswich could could go with quite quickly if, if they make that decision. But but is that a decision they, they want to make now? I think that's probably what they're discussing today. It's a football decision down to Kieran McKenna by all accounts. So um, with Scott Fraser moving on, is that a call you necessarily want to make? Idris El-Mazzini started at the weekend. Yeah, well, Morsi's still got two games of his four-game ban to, to serve against Gillingham uh, this weekend and then Doncaster on the, the Tuesday night to follow. Lee Evans, we've heard for for a number of days now that he's close. He's close to coming back after that little, I think, groin tweak that he suffered in the warm up against Accrington. He's missed the last couple of games. Um, 
you would hope that he's he's back in and around it. But if if that is worse than perhaps the club are letting on, then maybe it is prudent to to keep hold of at least one of those players, especially with with Fraser going out the door. At one stage, we were talking about a plethora of central midfield options and we were scratching our head at why Tyreek Backinson had kind of been brought in because that was the last position that Ipswich needed extra bodies for. But how quickly things can can change in football. And as you say, El Mazzuni started at the weekend. I thought, as has always been the case with Idris, he, he never lets himself down when he comes in. He's he's tenacious. I think he's the closest thing they've got to a Sammy Morsi backup figure stylistically. So out of those two, if there was one to stay and they put that loan on pause, I would I would suggest it would be El Mazzuni and, and maybe look to get a bit of game time for Raheem Harper, who, let's be honest, they've, they've signed a like-for-like player for uh, in in the form of Tyreek Backinson by the looks of things. Yeah, that say say one was left out, what would that leave? That would leave Morsi, Evans, Tom Carroll, Tyreek Backinson, and let's say Idris Elmazini, five five central midfielders for, for two positions, obviously with Morsi and uh, Evans currently currently out. Enough cover there. I I personally I don't think they've got adequate cover for, for Morsi. I, I know what you're saying about Idris and stylistically um I'm not sure that that is covered enough. Um, and I haven't, that's uh, something I've kind of felt since the end of August, but whether you can go out and get somebody that to do that, to be the backup to the club captain is, is, is difficult. So Idris does have those qualities. He's got that style. He, he has got some tenacity in him. So, so I think if you are, if you're looking for a backup, then he would probably, he would probably be it. The, the, the other mid, mid central midfielder that needs to be talked about is John Nolan, Stu, who uh, we haven't seen play for more than a year now. Yeah, it's from our understanding that they're very close to agreeing a mutual termination of his contract. It would have been up in, in the summer with, with the 12-month extension clause having already been taken on him. So, um, yeah, as you've just said, hasn't hasn't played for, for more than a year. It's... Um, I'm left with a few what ifs on on Joe John Nolan. I know people will go well. He's he's part of the sort of the Paul Hurst um, transfer window that that spectacularly backfired and too much too soon, and Ipswich got relegated. But towards the back end of that that season, when Ipswich went down from the Championship, I thought we were starting to see what John Nolan was all about. There was a game at West Brom that really sticks in my mind, where Ipswich had so much of the ball. Nolan scored, they drew 1-1 and I thought he was going to be a, a real star player in League One for them. Didn't really happen in that first season. I think probably got caught up in that, that squad rotation of, of Paul Lamberts. But that the first season post-COVID, behind closed doors, he was right up there in terms of um, player of the month in that August period, scored a few goals. Um, but again, like Coulson, as we said, his body's let him down. So many different little injury setbacks. A lot of them seem to be centred around his calf. He's had knee problems as well. Um, and they just haven't been able to keep him fit. So, um, yeah, that's that's where we're at. Sounds like he's just got himself back towards fitness. Um, that's the reason they've probably been able to come to an agreement on his contract because he will have free agent suitors. When people miss out on their targets today, They'll look to the free agent market, and I'm sure John Nolan will be a name that jumps off the page for uh, for League One clubs. Yep, good age, good League One experience. Has played in the playoff final, of course, in this in this division, and has got a season in the Championship 
uh, under his belt as well. So I'm sure we'll see him pop up again. Just one more potential exit to probably to talk about before we move on to, to incomings is Tyree Simpson. We know he's been brought back from his loan at Swindon. Uh, contractual issue is is what that's been explained as by Kieran McKenna. Um, if a new deal can be agreed with him, and I think that is what they're working to do, then potentially another loan move could be coming could be coming for him. But to me, that feels unlikely for that series of events to all transpire within the case of these last few few hours. So it could well be that he he's carried at the club as a as a young striker, um, dipping in and out potentially. Who Kieran McKenna can have a really good look at um, before the summer. That's my gut feeling on that one. Mm. Um, That'd be a real shame if if that is the case for for a young man who was who was clearly loving life at Swindon. Eleven goals, not just that, had settled in really well off the pitch as well. To to cut that short um, prematurely would would be a shame for him and his development. But um, yeah, it's a bit of a, a strange situation that one. It's a uh, Still a few more questions than answers, but uh, I hope something can be resolved before eleven o'clock tonight. And and I hope ultimately he's uh he's back at back at Swindon, walking in like Conor McGregor a little bit <laughs> later on. I'm back, mate. They've already dished out his number nine shirt to somebody else. Yeah. So he's gonna he'll come back and he'll try and put his shirt on, and it'll be oh, no, that's not yours anymore, Tyrese. You've 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 got something else. Hopefully, hopefully that does happen. Um, right, incomings. Um. If all of those central midfield exits, which we've talked about four of them, if they all happened, could you see see a scenario where they move for another central midfielder? Uh, It's not impossible. It wouldn't shock me. Just recap. So we've got Morsi and Evans, and then sort of backing them up, you would have Carroll and Backinson. Yeah, that's that's if if all four players left that we've we've discussed. Yeah. Yeah. Still think that's a reasonable number, but whether it's the right types of players, I don't know. It would be, it's whether there's a good opportunity there for Ipswich. And there's an obvious name that people are talking about, and that's uh, Matete at uh, Fleetwood, who was excellent against Ipswich earlier in the season. He's out of contract in the summer. Fleetwood, I think, financially might be forced into doing a sort one of these sort of deals. Um you just wonder, don't you, with the with the Fraser deal, whether whether that's something that they'll look at. He's definitely one they've talked about earlier in earlier in the transfer window. So for for them to go back to it is not is not impossible. Um I think there's a desire, if possible, to avoid last last minute transfers. Um obviously that's that's not always possible. You're not in control of the, the entire transfer market at a club. So if there's if the deal presents itself at the right time, certainly not. Certainly not impossible. Um, it's not it, that wouldn't be necessarily a kind of get him in because we need him now for for the short term push. It's it's an opportunistic one of like let's get in here first before the the summer rush. Uh, we we see him as a player, um, not just for now but the future. Is he's twenty years of age. Um, you just wonder Ipswich probably don't mind playing a little bit of premium a, a fee in January rather than trying to sort of battle everybody else when when he becomes potentially a free agent. Um, yeah, watch this space on that one. Any other positions that you would be... You let, Let's talk the here and now, obviously, in the same vein as Matete there, or Matet. I've got no idea what... I've got no idea how we're pronouncing that. Let's deal with that one down the road. <laughs> um, if um, 
if a situation like that arose and there's a player for the future that they can get hold of, I guess anything goes. But in terms of the here and now, um, is there any position on that pitch that you think they need to be they need to be doing something for before the deadline tonight? I don't think there's anything they desperately need. I think getting in Dominic Thompson for the left side was was the most obvious slot to fill. There's an argument that another centre half is is required we, with Toto Nciala leaving. We've got Edmondson, Wolfenden, Danassian and, and Cameron Burgess backing them up. So playing the current back three system, you're arguably one one light there. But that said, Dominic Thompson, um, from what we gather, might might be able to slot into a back three and, and use that versatility as well. So not desperate, but possible. And then you just wonder at the top end of the pitch if um, Kieran McKenna's talked about not just getting someone that will improve them, but somebody that will add just give them different type of qualities. And Ipswich have got attacking options in abundance. But some similarities between Salinas and Aluko and Chaplin and players like that. You wonder if he might, might look for someone that's a proper wide option. He, he turned to Caden Jackson recently because he was someone that could stretch the defence with with his pace. Um, you know, a young, a young loney from one of his from one of his good Premier League contacts that's just a you know it doesn't matter if they if they play all the time it's just an, another option I just wonder like a flyer like a almost like a Louis Barry kind of flyer um option from the summer which we've seen that one not come off but they can come off can't they and if they can give you 10 10 good games out of the remaining 17 then uh you never know um Got any names of these young young lads that they're going to sign? No. You're going to pluck one out of the air. You're going to no, magically make one I appear. I haven't got a name. No, I haven't got a name for you, Andy. At this stage, um, yeah, I guess the other conversation is around strikers, and we've always said that managers always want to sign strikers. We're late in the day now. Um, it looks like Caden Jackson is is here to stay from from his start recently, and what McKenna said. But Joe Piggott. Is there any chance that somebody might have a little late dabble for him? He talked about Scott Fraser maybe agitating for a move. I think Joe Piggott would be falling in that same frustrated category. Someone that's not only seen Bon take the, the headlines ahead of him, but has now seen Norwood jump back ahead of him in the pecking order. Jackson get game time ahead of him recently. Any danger that someone has a little last chance for Piggott and Ipswich would, would be open to the conversation? And if... And if that happens, McKenna might go for for another striker. I don't know. I think I think if that I think there is a I think there is a chance that somebody would think that he's, he was a twenty goal League One striker last season, not playing. Kind of, you could argue he's he's certainly third choice, isn't he? You could argue he's fourth choice. Um, I think somebody probably probably will be discussing that somewhere across the EFL today. Um, and I think if that offer came in late, I think Ipswich would have to look to would have to look for somebody else um, to replace him. I don't know if McKenna will have seen enough of of Tyree Simpson yet to be comfortable with him being that that replacement. Um, he would have trained with them probably twice by this point, and I'm not I'm not sure they'll be ready at this point just to just to allow that one to happen. Um, but if it makes the right business sense, we've got. With Scott Fraser, there was a transfer fee involved in the summer. They've re- sounds like they're going to recoup that. Joe Piggott was a free transfer, wasn't he? So, in terms of the business side of things, 
I think his value would hold up until until the summer. So um depends how late in the day that offer comes mm-hmm. for Joe if it does. If it came if it came this morning, I would I, I I would think they would seriously consider it. If it came late, I don't think they would because because you'd need to you'd need to replace, I think. Interesting. Let's see what the uh, the day ahead brings. Um, yeah, we've, we're used to fairly quiet transfer deadline days with Ipswich Town. No longer under the game changer era, uh, things things have hotted up. We had uh, some well, some late d- deals, didn't we, in the summer with with Morsi and Selina and Walton were all all quite late over the last couple of days. Let's see if uh, let's see what today today brings.